wolves. <clears throat> you have my gratitude, for it was you who woke her. What? Who the hell are you? The flower maiden is mine. The maiden? Is that Jezza? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s meet in paradise to talk about anime. Yeah, baby. Hmm. And his allergies are killing him. It's Andy. Achoo! <laughs> Was that convincing? <laughs> well, he is pissing his pants. It's Josh. <laughs> My sneezes scare you. I, I told you it's it's an infection and doctor just said just let it flow. Oh, we're going to have lots of... said that of, about his foot, too. We're going to have some flow going on in this episode. But anyway, carry on. And I'm sorry I ever got mixed up with this podcast thing. I'm Bill. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty That's pretty sad. That's very pretty sad. sad. Oh, yeah. hi, guys. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm sorry that you don't want to get mixed up with this Hold podcast. Hold on, i got to change some pants here. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it's... Hold on. It's multicolored. Like, what is coming out of you? Um, Call, so, Call forward? I... He's leaving. Okay, bye, Josh. That was a call uh, ahead. It was. Hey, so uh, this week we are going to be talking about episode three of Wolf's Rain. It's Bad Fellow. Bad Fellatio. Not Bad Fellatio. Bad Fellow. Hey, Josh is back. Yeah, it was bad. Josh is back. He came in backwards. That was, yeah, that was Josh is back, all right. Before we get <laughs> and into... Now, and now he can't get the door shut. <laughs> The cord was in the way, and I I, I, I stuffed a couple of Dorian's uh, extra diapers down my pants this time. That, that'll, that'll, that'll help for the absorbency. And it'll make it look like you have a bigger dick. <laughs> yeah! Finally, my dreams have come true. But before we get to our review of this episode of Wolf's Reign, anyone got any nerd news for this week? James Gunn? Shall we? T- should we do James? James? Oh, we're Gunn? gonna do a bonus episode. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, should we talk about yeah, this, James Gunn right that, now? No, or... that's, that's, that seems like a very loaded topic for a for a different part of. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll save that for later. How about uh, San Diego Comic Con? Trailers. Hey, Comic Con. Yeah, trailers. Comic Con was here. It's gone. By the time this comes out, it'll be slightly old news, but still interesting. There was a lot of interesting trailers that came out of yeah, it. Yeah. The t- um, there's two, definitely two that stood out for me. Okay. There's three that stood out to me. Okay. Maybe. Godzilla, King of Monsters. And Didn't see that one. That, actually, I should have showed you that one. My daughter is excited about that, so we oh. have to go see that. Yeah. Looks interesting. And then Shazam. Shazam looks fun. Yeah. When I first saw the Shazam trailer, I was like, this looks stupid. And then I went back to it a, a couple hours later. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay, this could be fun. This this could be something that DC 
desperately needs. I think the better <laughs> lumping would be uh, to talk about Shazam and Aquaman together. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can. Being as they're both DC. Right. They both look like DC is finally getting the idea. Hopefully, but I, I don't know. I mean, okay, look, I love Jason Momoa for many different reasons. Not least of which he's fucking hot. Yes, sir. Oh! <clears throat> no, I mean, I get it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know, seeing the, the Aquaman trailer still... I don't want to say, like, like Snyderverse or whatever they're trying to brand how the DCU is supposed to be with, with all the Zack Snyder stuff on, and what have you, but it just, I don't know, it didn't really catch my eye nearly as much as Shazam, because Shazam seems to be at least being completely self-aware with its subject matter and having fun with it, whereas Aquaman is still kind of the attempt of, we're serious and you're going to take us seriously. I would disagree. Shazam is more silly and more comedic. Mm-hmm. Aquaman's kind of falling in that Marvel level of it's a serious movie with a snarky main, main character. Okay. Yeah, so It's Thor. Exactly, it's Thor. Or, okay. or uh, mm-hmm. it's, plot-wise, am I the only one that realizes it's, it's reversed Black Panther? He's coming into his kingdom? As He's a... the guy who was raised outside of the kingdom, oh, the hidden okay. kingdom, and then instead of it being like on the land in Africa, it's under the sea. And he comes back to take out the evil king, who's the, the current ruler. That is interesting. Here's my quick question. And this is more just an in-general question. Where does Black Man have fallen to all this? Is he like somebody who discovers Atlantis and wants it? or what? I, I don't, don't know what his I motivation is. I don't know what is. they're going to... The movie motivation is going to be. I know but he looks fucking cool. He does. Who yeah. would have thought Black Manta would have been fucking cool? Again? Looks amazing. And, and I think, again, I think he's the claw role. You know, in Black Panther, you had the... The longtime villain who was kind of silly, who they brought in to be sort of a a middle movie threat. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Black Manta's going to be right. before he takes on his half-brother. With the way you're pitching it, kind of makes it a little bit more interesting to me. I saw the preview and I was like, eh. That was kind of my reaction. I was just, eh. Well, the preview doesn't do a very good job of giving us an idea of what the story's going to ultimately be about. I mean, the, the, the yeah, general I, plot. Yeah. The general plot, yes, but like... I mean, how we get how we get there? What the whole world is it going to be mostly underwater, I mean, above? Right. Like, 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 you, of... you got to admit though, the mm-hmm. uh, the scene of him being a little kid and like in the aquarium with all the creatures like yeah, behind that him. That was cool. That was pretty. That cool. was that was cool. So I mean, I'll, I'll take a look at it again and kind of try to give it a, a, another look, like I did the Shazam. Because I said when I first saw the Shazam, I was like immediately like, Ugh, and I'm wondering I, if that was part. I feel ew, like it's DC. Ew, bad. I feel like Shazam is probably going to be like Ant Man. Where it's going to be intentionally humorous and mm-hmm. irreverent. I never, I never go you DC. I want these DC movies to be good. Right. I, I truly do. Right. It, it just sucks that the, point... the only good one has been Wonder Woman, which yep. has been a, a fantastic film. And, and that's not... as we were talking about earlier, I didn't even get in the mood to go see Wonder Woman until the reviews started coming out, going, "Yeah, it's good. It's the great. Best thing they've done yet. She's the best part of you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. of Justice League." And I said, "Okay, now I will go right. invest some time into seeing this." Right. Just because everything has been garbage that wasn't The Dark Knight. But it looks like they figured it out. Yeah. It looks like both these movies will be right. good. Well, and yeah, at least with Shazam, as I said, initially, yes. I, I find I find it to be humorous. I, I had to look up who it was that's playing superhero yeah, he, Shazam. He, yeah. Uh, it's the guy from... Uh, um, so that show Chuck. Chuck. I, yeah. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about yeah. it. He's... People more that, buff, and I don't know if that. I'm stuff, sure that's a that's a muscle suit. Yeah, and I'm wondering. Yeah, that that too. But I mean, a lot of the stuff that I saw on it that that was really keying on me was like, how would a 14 year old kid react when he turned into a super buff superhero? And I'm like, 
this is all the stuff I probably would have acted like, especially when coming out of the convenience store after beating up the, the shoplifters and the hot chick walks by and goes, what's up? I'm a superhero. Yeah. I'm like, I would have probably done that. I, and see, I'm almost split on the, the idea that he's got the, the old school costume with the super buff muscle suit under it. He almost looks like the tick, the live action version of the tick. Cause they fill out his suit too. And I kind of like that. And I kind of wonder if they're going to keep it because it is kind of magical. And he is a kid who's sort of magically projecting his body. Or I'm wondering if maybe at some point he is going to, as part of his growth, maybe he's going to become that actor in a more streamlined, more modern, less over-the-top suit to, to sort of show him maturing. I kind of wonder if that's something that will happen. Yeah, That could be an interesting visual. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Uh, I think we're going to have the kind of big... I'm not even sure which one I want, to be honest. Right. I I think both of them could be done very well. And I don't know which one I even want, but... Fair enough. Andy, any kind of thoughts on the uh, San Diego Comic-Con trailers? Anything that stuck out for you? I didn't really pay that much attention, honestly, this year. Um, One thing I did take away was the Walking Dead next season video package. I I knew they had like a... Trailer for mid-season for for Fear of the Walking Dead. Right, but they also but, did, they did the next season. So, uh, so they're talking they probably that, about what yeah. happened to um, what's going to happen to Rick. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's well, obviously uh, for those that are have not you know figured this out. I think it's pretty widespread. Andrew Lincoln is leaving the Walking Dead. It got leaked. He, oh, months ago. This, yeah, yeah. This was he. It seems like he was not very happy about it either. The um, departure. Yeah, he he made some comment. I think in one of the panels talking about how the whole thing would feel different, you know, for fans not expecting something like that. Like that's a when you have like a main character that dies in a show, like yeah, unexpectedly. Like yeah, it, it's it's a big shock, and now you know the fans have that that's been taken away from them, which could be its own conversation even in itself spoilers you know and leaks and stuff like that especially in the video game world that we could have at a different time but, oh god so um, many things we could talk about that sort of thing the, the only thing that i want to take away from the trailer that was interesting is that there are a few moments and scenes where i i think i think they're going to continue on where they left off in the comics and i think the whispers are going to be involved so in so season. you think it's going to be the whisperer I, war? i'm almost Which, that f's Positive. up a lot of people, doesn't it? The whisper stuff. Uh, I have not. I'm not fully through it yet in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to even like go into it anyway because right. of spoilers. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like there's a couple scenes in the trailer that makes it appear that there are the zombies look a little weird. Like you can tell that there's that it is like a zombie face over like an actual person oh. rather than an actual like full prosthetic. So looking like, at zombie, like looking at the trailer, not knowing anything yeah. about like me, I would think it's a shitty zombie. Bit. Yeah. Makeup. Yep, and I and I saw it. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, that was already been kind of the speculation because okay. that's the next storyline after mm-hmm. the war with Negan is the uh, Whisperer War. Yeah, that which is, makes that, sense. That, that's, does the trailer that's, show Negan? I mean, because Negan's uh, a big deal. Yes, because I believe yes. he's a big deal in that story arc. He is. Too. No, he is. So that's that's exciting to me. Um, we'll see how they play out that particular part. It's sure. you know now that I'm into the comics, it was interesting to see the differences between how last season on the TV show ended compared to the in the comics, even though there were a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. So Yeah, I heard a lot of people got pissed, though, about the resolution between yeah, Rick and, and Negan. And it's like, see it, that's how they that's did how, it in the comics. But they actually kept it to the comics yeah, for once, and, which and they don't that always was, do. Yeah. Well, Negan's such a compelling character anyway. Yeah. Well, you it, kill it's, him off, it's, it's, he's been the most compelling character in the, last, in the last couple seasons. It's also interesting that they totally took a dive and have sowed this discord and that's another thing the trailer like looks at is the discord between the 
main characters. Oh, Rick, they, Rick and Maggie. Rick and Maggie like and, and Daryl and all that. There's yeah. like a bunch of that kind of stuff, which in the comics you don't have this Discord really. So right. it's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. They kind of do their own thing in the comics, but they're not like, oh, we're gonna get back at Rick because of reasons. Like, right. like Maggie kind of sets aside her, the, her vendetta or something. Yeah, this trailer openly basically hints that there's gonna be a, a, a inner war between these different groups. Yeah, and that's so stupid. Yeah. Well, we'll see how. I don't how know. Goes. I mean, there, there's talk that there's a feeling Civil like war. even Monica and I mm-hmm. were talking about it that the show's petering out. There's well, a feel, yeah. there's a strong feel about it. It's still the highest the highest rated show in mm-hmm. all of television. So I mean, it's right, still, still doing still doing something right. All right. All right. Well, anyway, that's I mean, about all I had from uh, from Comic Con. Bill, anything that we didn't talk about that you want to mention from Comic Con? I think uh, there's one in particular I'm thinking of. There's two time. in particular that I want to mention from Comic Con. Okay. Uh, animated shows coming soon. Okay. Both will be on Netflix. Uh, one of them is by Matt Groening. I have not actually seen that preview yet, but I know what you're talking. It's Dis- fun. Disenchanted. You totally should. It is. It's it's fun. D and D meets Game of Thrones meets Futurama. Mm-hmm. It's, awesome. No, it is hysterical. It also looks like it's going to have a lot of emotional payoff. Like it looks like it's going to be good. Yeah. Aside from being funny. Right. Like like when Futurama would get good? Exactly. It, it looks very Futurama just for the fantasy mm-hmm. set instead of the sci-fi Well, set. I mean, when Futurama had, had its moments when, for dramatic, they did really good. There are episodes of Futurama that make you cry every time. There's a episode of Futurama in particular <laughs> that I don't watch because I cry so bad every time Who's I a watch good boy? it. Exactly. It's, it's... But there's some other ones that are pretty heartbreaking too. Yeah. You know, him and his mom and, and there are there's definitely even the very last episode where they're uh-huh. like Shh, I haven't seen anything. You've past never before. seen it. No. Why would I haven't had no, we don't we're bad at watching things. Don't spoil it. The bit built Vader oh, time? Man. Vader time? No, disappointed time. Okay. Disappointed time? I, okay. I no. I watched Futurama when I was back on TV, back when I used to watch TV all the time, when I had cable, and now I don't have time for TV and, and media as much, so I just have not seen it. I'm sorry. I will eventually get there. I'm sure Ray's watched it without me probably knowing him. So have you seen the episode in question I was talking about? The one with the, when he went to the Back to the Future thing? No, his... uh, I'm Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's yeah. in the first four right, seasons. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. in the original That one. was actually the... Wasn't that the last episode of, of, of one of the uh, first runs? Honestly, it's been so... I've watched so much Futurama in so many different orders, I have no idea what falls where. <laughs> Fair enough. I Fair watched enough. it, the entire early run of it, on uh, Comedy Central, when it was on every night. I watched it literally every night before bed, for years. <laughs> yeah. So, I, two episodes a night. Tell us just a tiny bit about, uh, aside from just the, the premise of, you know, fantasy, Matt Greening, like, is there anything that, like, really it, stood out to you in the, tra- in the trailer? It looks like the main character, Princess Bean, decides she doesn't want to be a typical fantasy D&D princess, mm-hmm. uh, runs out on her wedding in hilarious fashion, Yep, teams up with a elf and a demon, Yep, and just goes out into the world being nuts and, and trying to find herself. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, definitely go check out that trailer if you haven't. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, on all, in all honesty. And um, then the second thing you want to The second one about. is um, Paradise PD. Did not see this one. Um, it's made by the... Uh, Made by the same company and the same creators that did Brickleberry. Huh? And, and a... Uh, One of which? Well, a, she wasn't really a creator, but the head of their animation, the director of their animation, is a close personal friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of her for that. Uh, she was on two panels at Comic-Con. Yep. Oh, that's um, good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Brickleberry was never quite my thing. Right. Honestly. But the trailer for Paradise PD looks hysterical. 
Cool. So I'm I'm definitely going to watch. It is much raunchier, much yeah. more offensive. Yeah. But it does. I mean, it looks hilarious. So I'm all bored. Get on that train. So yeah, that's about. I think does uh, it there. Uh, Should we get into? Oh, hey, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Should we get into our review of episode three of Wolf's Rain, Bad Fellow? Probably at this point, yeah. 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 Josh, um, it's your week. Yes. Nope. All right. <laughs> Take it away. Stop it, Bill. We open with Kiba and Hige staring down Lord Darcia Morgendorfer, a.k.a. the love child of Robert Smith and Lord Morpheus of the Endless. Wait, what? what? That was really, that was a deep cut in a million ways. That, that was, was a, really good. That was a lot to unpack. Wow. Who did you pay for that material? That all came out here. Yeah, I mean, this, this is all written by... I mean, look. Okay, no, no, I believe it, but that was really good. Josh dropped his bucket of references. I know. Let me pick ah, up, let me I don't pick. have a name drop this week, so I had to do something. Hang on, let me pick up the 90s for you. Yeah. Carry on. You got goth cred everywhere. Oh, oh. That sounds so gross. Oh. <laughs> Darcia is actually able to see through the wolves' glamour. even says, well, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you guys doing here? Hey, buddy. You want a doggy treat? I got a doggy treat for you. And holds up Chezza. To which she does a... a uh, <laughs> no! She, she no! Does, bad visual joke. She does do a dog whistle scream that uh, the wolves, uh, Kiba, you know, Kiba and Hige obviously react to it. And then we cut to Toboy and Sume. And Toboy's like... Screaming like the he's a like, bitch. That wasn't a grope. It was just like a squeeze in the middle is what I was doing. <laughs> no, I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I wasn't. It wasn't. Uh-huh, yep. Mm-hmm. I realized that it looked was totally bad. a boob. Uh, Sume is like, shut up, Toboy. Toboy's just like freaking out. And we, then we cut back to he's still holding Chezza and goes, all right, see you in paradise. Flash bombs out. And yeah, that's he, he that's poops. all we see of uh, Darcia for the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah so. we get one glimpse of him later in the episode. Yeah. When he's at a sex club or whatever. Yeah, we do get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this episode has some non-sequiturs that are just very... We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. So we cut to Quint and Hub. Uh, yes, we do. Quint shows off his nifty-do scar-, scar on his hand that he got from Sume, and he tells Hub about uh, Toboy. You're being generous with Scar. Scratch. You missed a point. What was the point? What is really important in this What's, scene. What do we got? At the very beginning of the scene, it just comes off the scene where uh, that weird screech happens from yeah. Teza. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that Blue is, like, standing at attention looking out the window? I did not notice that, so, so thank you. No, I missed it, too. Bit of an interesting, uh, small... Oh, that's not gonna... Small little detail that they added oh, in visually that... that I thought was really fascinating. That is, that's very nice. That, I had, that I had noticed it myself. anything later, but... though. That's not gonna, you know, this episode just has a lot of stuff that leads to nothing. This, well, that's just true. It seems like there's a lot of non-sequitur. There's, there's stuff. We'll get there. <laughs> there are, I have feelings so, about this episode. So Hub and Get are talking. Are they strong feelings? <laughs> they're more... Stay feelings! Away from, stay away from trees. Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> that's a callback. But yeah, they're, they're discussing... Um, they're discussing wolves. Because, you know. Because that's... Uh, yeah. That seems to be all anyone does on the show. Right. Because they do a back and forth. Uh, they do a kind of... Like, they go from, from Quentin and Hub, mm. and then... Back to Toboy and Sume, where they're discussing what they just heard. Toboy is saying that it's all sad, sad sounding, and like Sume's just trying to be Mister Badass. I'm like, nah, nah, it was just a dying machine. You, you don't know shit. Yeah. So the question that I wrote in my notes uh, for this scene was: Is Sume lying, or is he in denial, or is he just doing the tough guy act? I, I what, would, which is it? I would say a little bit of everything. 
You think so? I think so. I think he's lying and lying to himself. I'm still not, back up for a second. What was it he thought was a dying machine or what? I, I guess no, I, I Chez's missed the context. Chez, Chez's wail that freaked everyone out. Oh. Chez's dog whistle scream. Oh, so he's just saying that was nothing. Right. Real. Yeah, because yeah, Sumi doesn't react in that scene. Like, no, he does Toby, react. His, his eyes are like. He doesn't sell. No, it's true. Yeah, he doesn't. He, sell, he doesn't sell like okay. he's grabbing his ears, but you see him. His his eyes. Oh, are I guess twitching. I missed that detail. Yeah, like he's he's doing this like. He's shut trying... up, Toby. Okay, okay, I, I. Like, like he, you know, it seems like no, he's yeah, staring I, at him, but I'm thinking he's he's reacting. Okay, but I do think it's kind of a combination of those things. He he's lying, but he's in denial of it. And he's also trying to be the tough guy and say, nah, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm trying to be Fonzie over here. Shut up, Toe Boy. <laughs> so we go back to Quentin Hub, and uh, Quint isn't able to give Hub the exact details about Toe Boy. He's like, fuzzy. And this actually brings up a question that I have. Does that mean, because we see he's also surrounded by bottles of empty vodka. Uh, Empty bottles of vodka. Yeah, that's what I wrote in my notes. Drinking a shit ton. Maybe he can't remember because he's a fucking drunk. Or is he trying to... Or I'm going to quote X-Men Origins Wolverine here. Drinking to forget? No. Drinking to remember. Hey. I know. I know. I know. Guys. I know. My skin's crawling saying that. I think that's what It had Gambit in it, and that's all that matters to me. Not a very good Gambit. Doesn't matter. At least it was Gambit. I'm okay with it. Probably so. He fought a new character and invented by Will I Am. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes. That's <laughs> yeah. Have but, you seen the other, like, not not obviously Logan, but the other one, um, the one where the Wolverine, like, the Wolverine? No, I haven't. It's pretty I've, good. I've I never actually. It quite a bit. I, we haven't. I've never actually sat down and seen it. There's so. a there's a specific call. There's a specific callback or, or a setup in that that leads to Logan. I, I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I've seen them talk about that. Right. Oh, oh, about the about holding the heart, your heart, your heart yeah. in your hand. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was. Really oh, everyone's good been like, oh, Quint. Can't get the details of Toboy in his in his human form. So here's the question that that I pose is: Is it that the wolves are casting their glamour that, in a way that looks like somebody, but it's like almost instantly forgettable? Like the the finer details are lost once you once you're not looking. I have no idea. I think it's well. <laughs> if you go back to the last episode and you think of that scene, he is kind of like wobbly and he just sees little glimpses of him. So right, yeah, he goes from human to wolf to human to wolf, human to wolf because. I mean, Quentin was drunk as hell. Right, yeah. right. That's why. I, that, right. That's why he doesn't know. Because when we get to Liara later this episode, mm. she recognizes Toboy. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, right yeah. No, no. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Hub tells Quint uh, about Kiba escaping, and the two discuss uh, about what wolves can and cannot do. And at this point, we kind of have a Mulder and Scully uh, dynamic going on between oh, yeah, Hub, Hub and, uh, and Quint. Quint you know. wants to believe, Hub will not. Right. So one of the quotes from this, from Gent, I thought was interesting, and it was a bit of storytelling and mm-hmm. background. He says, I tell you now the words of Red Moon. From the great spirit was born the wolf, and man became its messenger. In other words, the human race was created from wolves, so says the author of the Book of the Moon. That's some pretty deep... Oh my god, something just hit me! Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't me this time. Okay, you know the old adage, a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Yeah. Apply that to this series. Yeah, no, I mean, it's literally, it's actually literally what it is, right. A wolf in leather bondage gear? That's not quite what he means. Um, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's that just That just dawned on me. Um, I was doing some research, and this well, won't be anything that I'll talk about until we get to the end of the series, probably, but I did some Googling on, like mythology and wolf's reign and i found a few interesting really pieces some stuff with buddhism and some stuff even with christianity that 
are some interesting parallels, but I go into it because it has some later There are some, story like, stuff um, that... Wolves of God kind of creatures in yeah. mythology. And I was looking at um, Native and American even like the, mythology, uh, too. The, oh, yeah. The Cynocephalic uh, saints and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's any of the stuff you actually... I didn't quite get to that, Okay. No. But I, I was also looking at reading some uh, Native American um, different tribal um, uh, folk tales and stuff, too, that involve wolves and... Just, I was just like, I felt out a wolf, well, not a rabbit hole, but a wolf hole, I suppose. A wolf burrow? A wolf burrow with researching. Uh, you got wolfed up? I got, yes. Part wolf of the wolf down. pack. Were you listening to Ozzy Osbourne while, uh, while Bark doing this? the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Typo negative? Yes. Sonata Arctica? Cinnamon Girl! Wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird song. Anyway. He was talking about a, a I know, moon. I know, I'm aware. Jesus. But when I think of that, I only think of Cinnamon Girl because it's a fucking weird ass song. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's a cover. I say it's a weird cover. Is it? It's uh-huh. a Neil Diamond song. Oh, mm-hmm. well, Neil, Neil Diamond's fucking weird. Probably on drugs when he wrote that song. <laughs> it was like the '60s or '70s. So <laughs> just, just carry so on. So later, we have a Kiba and Hige are in the sewers and. Hige's not too happy about that. Because he's got a really good nose. <laughs> he's he, got can, a, he can smell a wolf he, shitting he is, or a dog is, shitting him right. like 10 miles away. But uh, Kiba's like, nah, nah, we're down here because I, I I, think we could get some food here. A little while later, and eight rats later, the two hunker down and discuss what just happened. Uh, Hige notes that when Darcia ran off with Cheza, uh, the scent of lunar flowers had disappeared. Kiba also notes that uh, Darcia knew... About paradise. And Darcia must be a noble, like that he brought that yeah, up to Yeah, he's like, he's like, noble. yeah, nobles are trouble, man. Non-sequitur number one. <laughs> Here comes the weird-ass fucking service. Yeah, we, we get this, we get this really weird, I'm just gonna say a Bacchanal. We got fire breathers, and We've masked got, people, and, and cages filled with and snakes, and ra- dancers, and yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah, let's go about that It's, it's an orgy with a budget. <laughs> it's an orgy. <laughs> it's, it's, no, 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 no. It's the edited version of Caligula. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I've seen that movie. Disturbing. Carry on. I'm trying. Get away from, get away from Caligula, please. For the love of Christ, get us away from Caligula. Well, we can talk about the woman wrapped in the snake who looked like that she was That was completely... the most unsexy thing ever. And she looked so dead in it. She was just like, oh, my God, well, I'm no so shit. bored. She's naked and covered in a snake. This Fuck a, that this, shit. This is just another Tuesday night for her. Oh. Uh, Ugh. It was a moment of bad animation in the show, too. Mm-hmm. Like... It was. The drawing of the woman, the drawing of the snake scales, they were okay. But again, they poochied it. They just slid the snake... <laughs> Across her boob. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, then we get uh, a cut to an old cryptic man talking about yeah. wanting the white flower. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Urgh, I want the right white flower. I don't even remember what the dude looks like. I just remember, I there just wasn't even my... a look. There, you saw this like this profile. Oh, you're right. And then like you see an outline of a, of a mask. No, I remember now. Yeah. Okay, I remember yeah, that's it. Let's head back to Sumi and Toboy. Yeah, please. they're enjoying hamburgers. Guys, they have a box of fucking hamburgers. So is White Castle. <laughs> God damn it! You had that set up from the moment we were up there, didn't you? You fucking douchebag. <laughs> honestly, though, too, did you honestly think he was going to let that go to waste? I mean, Gal did die for those hamburgers. No, Bill would never let a joke go to waste. God damn it, I Bill. love God that you know me well enough to know. damn it. That I... Yes, of course you did. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, carry on. They're eating burgers. They are. And uh, they also start arguing about uh, Liara. Even Sumay goes, that girl pissed herself. Yeah. It's like, well, that's just <laughs> subtle. She wasn't that scared. 
go to your room or I'm going to throw my burger at you. That's pretty much all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that, it's that, a boy leaves. No, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to Cher. Remember Cher? <laughs> if I could turn back time. Wrong Cher. If I could find a she, way. I, I'm still not sure her name. <laughs> do you want, do, do you want, <laughs> you're going to get a seed. <laughs> I'm still not sure her name's not Cher. It's not Cher. I'm pretty sure Lebowski said Cher. <laughs> Anyways. Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> Where'd you go for Lebowski? Where's Cher? the rules, Lebowski? Oh, my God. No, no. I would watch that. I know. <laughs> what if Cher was the crazy lady, like, swinging upside down, throwing paint at the whatever? That'd be so cool. Her boobs would hurt somebody, probably? Probably. Sure. Yeah. She probably yeah. would knock <laughs> Lebowski out. Lebowski couldn't even penetrate her because it's just so... <laughs> Oh, stop it. Go. Keep going. Like a, back. No, no. Back. It's like a, when you hear a bat go over it. I'm done. I'm done with this conversation. Back to Cher. Stop it. Go to Cher. We cut to Cher, who awakens in a very fancy infirmary. I mean, like, really fancy infirmary. Like, her bed has the really flowy drapes going on here. It's like a four-corner bed in an infirmary. I just, what the f- help? Japan. Nope. <laughs> but Russia, really? Like, isn't the lettering like Russia? Like all it over does the place? look Russian. It looks Russian. Later, yeah. Anytime you see lettering, that would explain why they have all the snow and mountains, and then like desert. And... No, that actually would kind of explain that. Oh, a little yeah. More. Okay. Yeah. That checks out. But then Hubba arrives to visit her, and Hubba Hubba. <sighs> Stop. Sorry, <laughs> I had to get that out of my system here. Uh, and the two have a bit of banter. About the red subjects. snow. Yeah, and they eventually start talking about the red snow. And the Book of the Moon, which Cher indicates it's probably banned by now because it's a pagan book. Because, you know, the theocracy that's in charge. Yeah, even the Book of the Moon is banned on the fucking banned book list? Damn it! Why do they do it with all the good books? We don't know it's a theocracy, though, do we? No, I'm just making a comment. I don't know what the religion is. Well, it's obviously not wolf-based. <laughs> Yeah, all them wolf-based religions. Yes, it's not a wolf-based religion. Yes. So, like, Hub gets up and goes, well, you better get well soon, because we got our anniversary coming up, and... I love this And Cher's like, but we were married in the spring. He goes, I didn't say our wedding anniversary. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's actually kind of cool. It's actually pretty funny. Able like to he's... celebrate their divorce. No, it's it's pretty good. You're right. It was soured a bit by his opening line when he walked in the room, though. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, right. you you still look as beautiful as ever. I forgot how, no, I forgot how good you look laying down. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Like, yikes. Also, uh, Hub apparently is a bad gift giver. Gives her a, a kerchief or... Don't he, worry. He, he says a handkerchief. I'm thinking, you know, either a shawl or a pocket square. That'll play into next week's episode. Yeah. A, piece, but it's very, a piece of clothing. But it's very t- very colorful. <laughs> An ugly piece of cloth. It's really, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. She's going to re-gift it later. Oh, no. <laughs> No, she just uses the hide contraband. Oh, no! <laughs> she does! Oh, she does, actually. You're right. No, you're right. So You're right. You're right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sumei's leaving his hideout when he's accosted by the cops. So it looks like uh, Goggles there um, from his gang ratted him out. Yeah, he does get ratted out. He does get ratted out. Yep. And you know what? He makes short work of the cops, and then he goes to the Goggles, like, yeah, you humans, you're all the same. Yeah, she freaks out Goggles, man. Then he just anime leaps away, and it's yep. great. <laughs> yep. Break card. Straight.
You've made it to the break card. My name is Andy, and thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Tuning Japanese, where this season we are recording reviews of Wolf's Reign. Can you believe it? We are on season number four. It blows my mind every time I think about the fact that we've made it through four seasons. And I want to thank you, the fans, for following us on this crazy ride. I hope you all enjoyed last week's break from our reviews of Wolf's Reign, where Ray and I reviewed Pokemon the first movie. I know we had an absolute blast recording it, and we got a few bits of good feedback on that particular episode. So thank you so much. And if you haven't listened to it, go check it out on our feed over on Podbean. That's tuningjapanese.podbean.com or over on tuningjapanese.com. Do you have a Twitter? If you have a Twitter, you should follow Tuning Japanese on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash tuningjapanese. And right now, for the month of August, if we reach 100 followers on Twitter, we are going to release a bonus movie review alongside of our regular reviews in the coming months that will be chosen by you, the fans. Yes, we'll put up a poll on Twitter at the end of August if we reach our 100 follower goal, and you'll get to choose amongst several different anime movies for us to review. It'll probably be Bill, Josh, and myself doing that review, uh, so definitely go head over to our Twitter, give us a follow. We've gained quite a few followers over the last week or so. We are, I believe, currently sitting at 74 followers on Twitter. Help us get over that gap. If you're already a Twitter follower, share our show on Twitter and other social media to try to help us hit that goal. One other really important new piece of business is that we have put out a fan survey. This is the first time we've done one of these, and we're hoping to get feedback on our programming, things that we can do to make this a better experience for you. If you fill out that survey by the end of August, you will get put into a drawing for a $10 Amazon gift card as well. So check that out. There are links up on our social media, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, and on our Patreon for that. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode and the other episodes coming out during August. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can get all kinds of bonus content. We just released a new bonus episode. You can get that for just $1 a month. We also just got a whole stack of buttons. We have our Tuning Japanese design made by Ray put onto these little buttons that we will send out to you if you back at the $5 a month level. With that $5 a month, you also get our Tuning Japanese stickers as well. So you get all kinds of cool actual physical swag as well as the ability to have us review an anime that we dedicate to you. And if you get all the way up there to $10 or more a month, you can come onto our show like Superfan Matt did a while back when we reviewed the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. All funds, big and small, will go a long way to helping us out. Finally, make sure to check out the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com where you can find all kinds of podcasts and streams and articles you should go and listen to and sometimes there's Scotch, which is a movie review podcast for horror movies where Sam, who's been on the show a couple different times, our good friend, reviews the originals and remakes of horror films. Go check that out. It's awesome stuff. Let's get you to a quick commercial for something else from the network and back to our review of Wolf's Rain. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane podcast, where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. 
For more information on our first full series, Progenix Labs, or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowvane.net or listen to us on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark, if you dare. We're back. Hey, welcome back. All right. So, back in, we see Liara and her father. They're out shopping in the market. And she's like, Daddy, can I go find the wolf? He goes, there wasn't a wolf. But there was. But there wasn't. Daddy, you don't understand. And she storms off. Yeah, I wrote. all I wrote down is her dad is not up for her bullshit. Yeah. He really isn't. And then we cut over to Toboy, who finally got over on those crows. Yeah, he gets a win. He gets a win. Yay. It's the underdog story of the year. You know? It's really not an underdog story. It's more of a dog finally does what dog should probably have done in the first place. Yeah, true. Right, right. It's an but uh, uh, gay pops up out of a sewer uh, tunnel arguing with Kiba. He's <laughs> like, I think I think we took that wrong turn in Albuquerque. We should have taken a left turn in Albuquerque. Whatever is the old joke. <laughs> Shut up. I don't, I don't Dude, watch your Looney Tunes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would complain about taking my joke, but I, I took my. my I was joke, giving so. you the opening too. I know, but that's, that's that's fine. I stole, Steeler. I stole from Mel Brooks or Mel Blank. Mel, Mel Blank. Wrong, I, wrong Mel. I fucked up. From Mel Gibson or someone. I don't know. Uh, Not that bad. Oh, no, God. <laughs> Probably be anti-Semitic if it was that one of his jokes. Toboy is like, oh, my God, another wolf. And then Liara's like, oh, my God, a wolf. <laughs> yeah. You know, you asked last time, is Liara going to come back? And I had forgotten that she was in this episode. And Oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> this, so, like, this is, this to, is not going anywhere good. Like, Liara, I like you. Don't hate me. I'm not going to hurt you. And she screams and, and yeah, freaks out. because it's a wolf talking to her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's there like, oh, I should take that second hit acid. <laughs> Kiba, he, get, he get her like, um, run. Daddy, I'm having a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chase, Liara's following after uh, uh, Toboy, who turns a corner, and then decides, okay, well, now I'm going to glamour up, and does a whole horror movie bullshit on her when she t- turns around the corner, and there's human Toboy going there like, why? Why, Liara? Why don't you have, like, some blood coming da- coming out of your eyes and everything? <laughs> it and is, no, just it, really round out the creep factor no, of it all is this. super creepy. Yeah. If I was a telepathic wolf... I, <laughs> Which I often <laughs> ask myself at all times. I mean... I definitely would try to convince people to become serial killers. Right? <laughs> I mean, son of Sam, you know, he said the, yeah, yeah, the neighbor's dog told him God wanted to kill people. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Said it was possessed by a demon. But, like, <clears throat> if you happen to just... Like, maybe that dog could talk and he's just an asshole. That's possible. Right? Like, I would do that. I'm not okay. surprised by what? this. What? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not surprised by this in the least. Oh, Christ. But Quint also sees what's going on, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Quint sees sees going on, and he's about to, or hears Liara screaming about a wolf, so he goes off, but Blue's off on the other direction, freaking out, and Quint's like, fuck it! Yeah, he lets go of the lead. Let's leash. go of the lead, and goes after a tow boy. <laughs> Sume is running away from the cops, and he's uh, staying well above them, and they're, they're view doing his wolf jumps and, and what have you, and Blue just jumped up in the air like he did. So apparently wolves in this world can climb. Trees and, and but I thought, buildings and but Blue's a dog. Well, dogs can't too then. Dogs are made out of wolves. <laughs> oh, that's why. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, sure. Kind of true. In a fucking You're weirdly worded breaking. way. There's the mystique right over there, and you've coming in with, like, Triple H with a sledgehammer and just knocking, just wrecking it all over the place. Well, not like Triple Dark. H. I don't actually put my hand over the top of this. I don't do anything. Tons are made out of wolves. All right, uh, carry on. All right. So, you know, Sumi's like, okay, well, fuck you, I'm gonna get through, and Blue bites them and yanks them off the, uh, off the... They fall two or three th- stories down into crates full of potatoes. Or potatoes! Or cheese or hamburgers. Pota- potato crates. Could be hamburger crates. Crave, crave crates. Uh, <laughs> in a nice moment, though, the cops see, you know, hear the commotion, and they head towards the alley that Sume and Blue careful. fall in there, and they see, actually, they see him. Wolf- they see him slide out of the... Yeah. And his sliders. Wolf- and his wolf four. God damn it. Enough of the White this, Castle. This episode of Tweeting Japanese is not brought to you by White Castle. Man, I wish it was. It's brought to you by the shits. All right. Meanwhile, Hub is at the scene of a massive bird murder. Oh, hey, it's non sequitur number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bird murder would be the greatest name for like uh, <laughs> a Sesame Street hardcore uh, cover so, band, like a well, I was thinking grindcore like, Sesame Street cover band. I was thinking of like key, like Keys Band from like, Excel Saga. <laughs> so here's my question: Did they just relegate lame ass animal control cases to Hub? Like, did he piss somebody off to become Hub Ventura pet detective? That joke would have landed better if he was oh, dying. From <laughs> sorry, I was dying. Carry on. I'm sure your joke was very good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> so uh, as he's talking with the cop, they're like, "Well, there wasn't any unauthorized flights." And Hub goes, "Well, the nobles are the only ones that fly." And the cop's like, no, don't say that. <laughs> Shut and up, dude. <laughs> That's all we like, get. That wasn't really an insult. He just, it's just kind of a fact, I, I assume. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like he's reacting like they're, they're in Soviet Russia and Hub just spoke badly of Stalin in, in Red Square or something like that. You know, it's like, shh, don't say that. And we don't get anything out after that. Soviet Russia, wolves hunt you. Yeah. So we go back to, uh, Quint, who ends up, uh, sometime later, Runs over and finds Blue. Blue obviously is alright because she, uh, she opens her eyes. Quint does notice Sume's fur. Yes, there is fur. Meanwhile, Hike, ah. Kiba, and Toboy. Would that make those fur burgers? Not responding to you. I refuse to respond to that. Josh, please okay. carry on. Well, they're in the sewers again. Much yep, to, back uh, to the sewers. Much to uh, Hige's consternation. <laughs> Why? Why are we here again? I love how Hige calls Toboy a cunt. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Runt. Runt. I read my <laughs> words wrong. I apologize. A runt. That was a. That was so bad. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm not a runt. I'm a wolf. He gets <laughs> like, like, whatever. It reminds me of uh, Excel Saga with Rope and Matsu number two. Oh god. And her knee like, rockets. Yeah. No. Yes. But like her being like, my name's not. Well, what was it? What was it? Excel called her. Uh, like, call, call her something derogatory. She's like, my name's not a runt. I'm Ropin Matsu. And it just reminds me of that scene. <laughs> so, uh, Kibe goes ahead and informs the kid that they're actually going to leave the city to find Paradise. Not Cheza. No. No. Paradise. But, wait, okay, so, I thought Cheza being the flower maiden is instrumental for them to find Paradise, so why are they not just... <laughs> Dude, I had to scrub. I'm probably going to have to scrub like five minutes of audio. Sorry. You okay? Dude, that rant 
just it's it's not worth being aired ever again. I'm sorry. I mean, I almost wrecked the studio. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm you got sorry. Your blood on my elbow. <laughs> yeah, that came, mean, that came spurting out okay, of his okay, nose. Okay, okay. Just I'm I'm sorry for the trigger moment, guys. I really am. That just, dude. Everything will be explained about paradise at a later date. Don't it, how, how do you find heaven? It's hard to find. Maybe it exists above us. Maybe it's just the concept. I just want to find the woman that's going to buy this stairway to heaven. <laughs> heaven is to buy the Studebaker. Heaven isn't too far away. <laughs> Wait, what? Heaven is a place on Earth. <laughs> Toboy does suggest to Kiba that they uh, bring Sume. Yes, they do. Yes. And I bought whole heaven songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. I... Foreshadowing. <laughs> so uh, Hub tries to research the Book of the Moon. But his Soviet Russian uh, computer, it's also like a tube computer. So, okay, it is weird. But, like, seriously, you're on, like, Russian Google and Moon and nothing comes up at all? Like, you can't find, like, let me get on this card catalog and look for Moon. It's not going to give you, like, did you mean goodnight, Moon? You know, like, you know, like... In Soviet Russia, internet search you. <laughs> it's fucking, I, I don't buy it. Thank you, I was waiting for a Soviet Russia joke. A guy shows up with a bento bowl, it looks like to give Hub his dinner. It looks like it's in a carrying case that has a mustache on it. <laughs> so is it from out, a Japanese restaurant? I mean, it's it's like a bento dish. Uh, you know, the, bento uh, box? Yeah, a bento box. Thank you. Like, what the fuck's a bento bowl? <laughs> like a ramen? I would eat that. I mean, I would. Yeah. Uh, the one dude's like, yeah, we're chasing the one dude from the robberies and this, that. And then there was a big dog and then another big dog and, and Hub is like, wait, where? Yeah. <laughs> Hub is, uh, Hub is starting to buy his And then Quent it. shows up. He's like, dude, I need you. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird buddy cop. El Duder. Like, El Duderino. Like, yeah, it's a weird cop. Stop that. So, <laughs> elsewhere, Kiba and the others locate Sume. Because he was bleeding from the wounds inflicted by Blue. And so then we get this whole macho posturing standoff. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? We're going to go to paradise. What? That's bullshit. Oh, I'm so badass. Oh, yeah. look, the cops are here. Oh, no, we're getting shot at. Let's all run away. And it seems like the only where, when they're in the city, like the only place to run is on giant pipes in the sky. Giant pipes and, and broken buildings. Like, what is up with these pipes? Like, every scene, like, they're running on pipes. I guess hey, uh, you wouldn't follow them there. Yes, that's just so weird. But yes. hey, speaking of those pipes, Toboy falls. Oh, thank God it's over. No, Kiba actually do, does the redemptive thing. You and, mean he and doesn't act. freak out? Like, no, he grabs him and pulls him up, and and like you know, Toboy is like, ah, oh, this sucks, but okay, you're saving my ass, so I'm not gonna freak out and die. Toboy so. is like, ah, surprise wolf. Ah, three to be stupid enough to be like, oh wait, you're a wolf. At this point, there's not much else to talk about. It's, it's a chase at this point. They're going to uh, the outskirts of the city. We actually cut to a scene where uh, Quentin is driving, or where Quentin Hub are obviously driving the Batmobile. That was weird because it was designed like the Batmobile, and even and, used that old animation style, even from first few seasons of animated series. Well, I wouldn't say that it's old. It's just the design style where yeah, they right. left the car alone and they like made uh, lines move underneath it. Right. The advanced Poochie method, as as it's known. <laughs> I feel like Batman... Reverse Poochie? <laughs> no, advanced. Advanced Poochie <laughs> method. That sounds like a cancer tree. Like, Pooch, Poochie it's like, too... It's like, I'm no, sorry. Reverse... You have, you, I'm sorry, you have advanced Poochie. <laughs> reverse, no, no! Reverse Poochie sounds like a sex act. Uh, no, yeah. Reverse Poochie is a sex act. Advanced Poochie is a type of cancer. And that's sad. 
<laughs> so uh, finally, the the wolves end up fleeing the city. We get a moment where they're at the very edge of the city and they're waiting and they're waiting and oh look, Sume does show up! Yay, Sume! I thought advanced poochie is what Josh had going on there. Did we? <laughs> did, did we forget? That's, a, that's an advanced pudgy. Did, <laughs> did we forget to like talk about how Sume boots Toby? No, we were just about there. We were just about <laughs> because there. that's the because, greatest moment. Because, in this episode. Yeah, we have this whole bit of anime jumping, and they're they're at the final edge, and Hige and Kiba you know, make this huge jump, and it looks kind of intimidating. And like Toby is all like, oh, and Hige's like, come on, let's go. He goes, I'm getting ready to boot my Sume. <laughs> it's great. So, in one of our penultimate scenes here, we've got Quent and Hub. They arrive, they see Sume, and Quent just brings the gun up and starts shooting at uh, Sume, to which he's stopped by Hub. He says, no, he looks normal. And, you know, that resolves in Sume leaves. And then, at the very end, we see them at where the wolves ended up. And, lo and behold, in the snow, wolf tracks. Yeah, the snow. Which is not snowing at all in the city. No, because it's in a dome. They got out of oh, the dome. Oh! They're in a dome! I didn't realize that. Yes! I didn't either. They even said that in the first episode. It's like, oh. why is it so cold in a dome? Oh, I guess I missed that. Yeah. Huh. It's okay. So we, we end on the title card of Badfellow. That's it. That's it. That's, That's Badfellow. Episode 3, Badfellow. Uh, Josh, it's your week, so tell us what you think about it. Oh, man, this hurt. Really? It. I mean, okay... It served the one primary purpose of getting the wolves together, and that it executed well. But what bothers the crap out of me was Cheza. Cheza was the reason that Kiba showed up. Cheza was the reason why he went back into the facility um, at the end of the previous mm-hmm. episode to get Cheza. Yep. Cheza was taken taken away by Lord Darcia, and then they all go, well, nope, never mind. Let's go find another flower maiden. I mean, what what are they thinking? They just grow on tree. Oh, okay, maybe. Flower maiden. They probably do. Yeah. yeah. But still, it, it's kind of frustrating. For, like, the first two episodes, it was this, hey, I know where the Flower Maiden is. I can sense her. I know where she is. Flower Maiden's gone. And you would think the most logical step would be, let's go find the Flower well, Maiden. That's kind of what they're doing. But you don't no, have... they, they, just, they just go, no, let's just go to Paradise if you don't have, If you don't have step one, though. Look, I know. We was... get, I know, step one, you buy a box. She was strong. Step one. She was literally plucked out of the air by some super powerful yeah. thing. And she's far. She's so far away that they can no longer scent. They can't smell her. They don't know what that thing is. They don't. They've have... lost their purpose. So if they go to find, like the end purpose is not Cheza. Yeah, for, it, for, for the end person's always been find paradise. It was just use her to do it. Yeah, they, they were just really close. and It was taken from them. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I just assumed that the whole idea of the flower maiden is like a once in a lifetime thing. And even, like, Hige kind of nonchalantly goes, well, let's just go find another one. Well, they also maybe don't know better. Okay, possibly. I don't know. It just There are moments where it's just, it's it's kind of frustrating. If and you're, then we if have you're these... looking at this as a role-playing game group, and you have MacGuffin, and MacGuffin is plucked out of the air by the GM with literally no way, shape, or form of any lead, it's not unreasonable to think, well, I guess I'm going to try to do thing that MacGuffin was going to help me do. I'll just try to do it without it. Because she's I mean, not a character I, at this point. She's a MacGuffin. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. Right. She hasn't. She, there's no development yet because she's been contained this whole yeah. time. Like okay. they, the, the there are powers that are keeping her from being able to do anything yep. yet. She's an object, and they thought she could help them find paradise, and now that object is gone. 
And so they, so they go out into the way. And it's not like they like, know. okay, we can smell the nobles, or we saw the noble ship, or we know where the nobles live, or anything like that. Yeah, they, don't, they don't have any information yet. So. I don't know that even no nobles exist. No, no, he's uh, he gave, he gave notes about nobles, he and he told Kiba not to mess with him. And that's all we got. And then we go to a non sequitur. And that's the other thing about the episodes. You have these two non sequiturs. I'm sure they're going to play into something later, but they, they just feel like padding at this point. But sometimes good storytelling is dropping little things here. I can be patient and wait for it. I do wish there was just a tad more cohesion, because right now I am sort of like like pouring out a puzzle on on table and looking at it and be like, yeah, each one of these individual pieces are pretty, but I don't know what the box looks like. You know, you don't... And much like the last couple episodes, I think I I know where Bill's coming from. We've got Quentin Hub. We've got Kiba and Hike. We've got Sume and Tobaway. And we've got Hub and, and Cher. Lyra. Yeah, and Lyra. And, you know, we've got these, all these disparate elements again. And it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say, I'm just going to say, I think it, it made the episode suffer a little bit again. Cause the last episode, this is the problem with the last episode. We, we are focusing on all these smaller spots. There hasn't been an overall focus outside of the obvious bringing the wolves to, all the wolves together. Are you just mad about Gurnlagen? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very different. I, if, to 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 bounce off that just for a second, though, it's very different from Gurren Lagann. There was no big payoff in a lot of Gurren Lagann's building of the story. It was everything was instant gratification with Gurren Lagann, and that's that's a very different approach to storytelling than you have with this. I mean, yes, and, and especially early early Gurren Lagann was a lot of almost monster of the week. Yeah, and you know, and and that's not just Gurren Lagann's fault. There are a lot, all kinds of examples of anime where they don't do a very good job of actually giving us things that will develop over time. This is, in a way, it's paced like a really well-written novel, rather than your typical, little more mindless, action-y kind of story. And that's been my hope from day one, is that there is a payoff. Because I am still confused. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I am still absolutely fucking confused. I'm going into it, looking at the art, looking at the writing, looking at the acting, and going... They put this much into it. Yeah. The I effort. hope there's a reason they put this much into it and there's yeah. a payoff. Yeah, the effort's there and it's still enough to kind of go, okay, well, let's let's see what happens next. If we were just doing like the three episode test, barely keeping it fully for me to say, let's keep going. It's like a very near thing because mm-hmm. it almost lost me. This episode almost lost me because of my earlier argument, my viewpoint of... Chezza's important, and then... Oh, never mind. It screw, also... Screw, screw that bitch. See, I think you're putting too much effort into that. Okay. They don't know Chezza as a person. It'd be it'd be very different she if, is like, she was an integral part of them, and then she was taken away from them. They're friends with and them, and, you know, in love with one of them, and... You they know, don't like, even know necessarily... Okay. They even know necessarily as a woman. Like, they're... they're, they're they just say a flower, flower maiden. But, but that's the other thing, though, too. The last two episodes did devote some time to at least... Give us the idea that Chezza is important, so... But not to them. All they know is that she is a possible that is a good to point. paradise. That is a good point, but what about my investment in you saying that she's important, and then it's almost kind of an afterthought? Because think about it, if we're you just going to by... Some, you have to put some trust in the show. Right, but if we're going by, by just a three-episode approach to see if it's going to be something good, like some how the, the guys over in Reanimator... Uh, do they give at least three episodes a go before keep going? I, I think those three episodes would show you that the show is well made. 
well okay. animated, well acted, as all the things I just said. The elements are there. It yes. show you that it had all the elements. But yeah, you would you do need to have a little bit of faith that it's going somewhere. Right. Um, that the fact they put this much, mo- I mean, frankly, it all boils down to money. Mm-hmm. Now they put this kind of money into it, they're probably not gonna be leading towards a wet fart of an ending. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I mean there are things like Lost that existed that. Had that great investment for, like, four years. Yeah, and they were kind of just making up shit as they went. Right. I don't think that's the... I don't think Andrew would have brought it here. There's a lot of... There's a lot of intention at this point. And and as I said, I'm still going to give it a go, but as far as the the episode so far, this is kind of the weakest for me. Okay. I think it's probably fair to say this is the weakest one so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel as strong... At this point. I don't feel as... So far. Right. I don't feel as strongly as you. Like, I'm not as... Like I said, I'm not angry at all. I'm not infuriated at all. I'm mm-hmm. not frustrated at all. I am, like I said before, and I say it again, and I, I'm still very confused. Well, those are my thoughts and Bill's thoughts. Too, yeah, we kind of... We kind of... No, it's fine. We kind of did a fusion dance no, on our on our thoughts. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's it, fine. Yeah. When they I, line up like that, it... it yeah. I, I like it. I like this episode. I like the fact that we got the characters together. I think that's the best part of the whole thing, that we've got four characters who don't have much really drawing them together aside from one that they're all kind of come from their own sort of like loner backgrounds they're trying to deal with this idea of needing each other and and building this sort of pack i like a lot of what's what goes on in this episode to tra- to really bring them together and obviously lead us into episode 4 mm-hmm. where we get our first kind of view of actually them working as a unit. Yeah, right, exactly, and how it works and doesn't work. Yeah, the dynamics still, yeah, this is very tenuous mm-hmm. at best. And yeah. right now it's bred of the necessity of, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, and again, the one thing, is, this is from a blog that I found uh, from 2015 uh, on the Absolutely Anime blog, and one of the things that they pointed out I thought was really fascinating had to do with Hinduism okay, and how the Four Wolves represented the different goals of uh, Hinduism, and specifically how each of them line up. And I thought that was really fascinating. So, like, Tobawe, as they talk about, is Dharma, the idea of moral moral right and duty. Which totally makes sense. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. Um, you know, like, he's... he's, he's but no, no, you, you got a point He's, there, like, the he's, most pure and innocent of them, and, and But he was, like, the, the driving right. force to get Sume to join, because yeah. that is something we kind of overlooked in, in the discussion there, was that... If it wasn't for Toboy having like this this almost moral imperative to yeah. to get Sume in, Sume would have been probably would have been killed. Yeah. Well, then you got Sume who represents Artha, which is his idea of wealth and prosperity, and that's kind of his whole shtick from the very beginning. It's all about profits, all about using people to get, get getting getting what he wants. Right. Yeah, exactly. Kige representing Kama, the idea of sensual pleasure, like he's constantly eating. He know, enjoys life. You know, I mean, yeah, he he, he enjoys I, quite okay, a bit. that makes sense. pleasures. And then, yeah. uh, and then Kiba, uh, representing Maksha, which is the idea of um, liberation, as well. So, like you know, he because he's this... always about always about paradise, always about freedom. Yeah. Okay. So, so I you know when you read it through that lens, it's it's I think it's really interesting. You have these four totally different characters with different drives. Whether you look at it from that way or some other lens, I wonder if those drives and the wind up with the the parts of the wolf body that each one represents. Was I don't know. Sume uh, was um, claw. claw. Hige was whisker. Oh yeah. Uh, Kiba right. was fang. What they translated to. Toboy right? was how. How I can't remember what Toboy translated to. Interesting. I bet they probably do. I bet there's a connection. 
I don't it, see it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem accidental or, you know, the, the, the confluences seem intentional. Yeah. I don't see it right now, but other than the whiskers are sensors, so they're like physical sensation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Claws grab at things. Maybe. Yeah. Tear. Bite, yeah, tear your way out. Bite your way out. Pull it. With the fang. Bring it in. Yeah. Yeah, claws pull it in. Yeah, no, I, I think free. I, there's a... I, I'm maybe, and, the ha- and the howl gives voice. Of, of morals, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm grasping the straw. No, I, if, if, I if think you it's are, a, it's interesting, though. But I think that's some great points there. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think it's yet another good episode. Probably the weakest of the three so far, like you said, but, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 not, that's not saying anything from my end, because I think all three have been really good. I, I've enjoyed it. But next week, we're here with episode four of Wolf's Ring, which is Scars in the Wasteland. It's my week, and it's a good one, guys. But let's get out of here. All right. Well, Bill, can you take us out? No. All right. Great case. You're adorable. <laughs> I know. I know you want to do that. <laughs> I know. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes meet in paradise to talk about anime. And I'm sorry I ever got mixed up with this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I'm Bill. Oh, stop saying that. <laughs> and I'm pissing my pants. And it feels awesome. I'm Josh. And uh, my allergies are killing me. Achoo! Mandy. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye bye From the great spirit, Andy was born. And Josh is its messenger. So says the author of the Book of the Moon. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowfane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, The Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, Hairless Pretenders, and our newest show, And Sometimes There's Scotch. Move it. Damn!